Hello, and welcome back to the Literally Just Me podcast. I am your host, Janae, here to talk TV. This episode, of course, right on schedule, we have more Instant Star. So this week's episode is 205, titled Viciousness. This one, I have... I have some things to say. I have some grievances. Overall, I found the episode interesting, but also there's a lot of layers here. So let me just get right into it. I'm actually going to start with the B plot, the B story first, because it's pretty not important. It's pretty not interesting. So (laughs) I'll just get it out of the way. So the B story, Tommy and Sadie are in G major. They're listening to Liam like practice a presentation that he's going to give for the investors of G Major. So it's really boring. He's just like talking about numbers and financials. So Tommy says like, hey man, this is super boring. We are a record company. Let's spice it up. You know, let's make it fun. Make it interesting for the people. Liam's like, no, they're investors. They don't, (laughs) they could not care less about having a fun presentation. They just want to hear about the money. So Sadie kind of hints at the idea like, hey, Tommy, you could do this and make it more fun. To which Tommy agrees. He's like, yeah, I could. I'll do the presentation. You sit back and watch how much fun they're going to have. So Liam's like, okay, whatever, go for it. The time for the presentation comes and Tommy, as he's like about to give his like little speech to the investors, he has music playing in the background. He put together like a PowerPoint with like a lot of transitions, (laughs) like that sort of thing. And the investors totally don't care. (laughs) One of them says like, but how will this make us more money? (laughs) And he says money just like that. So they didn't like it. Liam eventually has to step in and like do his boring talk about the numbers because Tommy wasn't prepared. He was just there to spice it up. (laughs) He was there to have fun. This hurts Tommy's confidence, obviously. So Tommy and Sadie kind of have like a little spat where he... He's upset with her for, quote-unquote, setting him up to do this, which she did suggest the idea, but he also didn't have to go along with it if he knew that he's not a a business person. So he's kind of irritated with her. Oh, I forgot to mention, the Boys Attack members are back in town, and so they say, hey, let's go out for drinks. And he's like, no, it's not really my thing. I don't really go out. Uh, I'm just going to go out to dinner with my girlfriend. So they're like, okay, whatever, man. So he turns him down for drinks before the presentation happens. But then after the presentation, like I said, his confidence is pretty shot. And so he basically blows Sadie off for dinner and just goes out to drink with the boys attack people. So he gets like super drunk as a result of going out with them. Later on in the episode, he shows up to Sadie and Jude's house and is like drunkenly trying to apologize for uh, not being there. But also he just casually mentions that he uh, dropped out of school in the seventh grade or grade seven, as they call it in Canada, because he got in a fight, but then he just didn't go back to school. (laughs) He says all this because he's quote unquote stupid. So we're supposed to make the connection that he thinks he's stupid because of the business presentation thing. He eventually passes out on Jude and Sadie's couch. Sadie, while he's passed out, uh, is like going through his pockets and 
there are some napkins with some ladies' names and some ladies' phone numbers on them. There's like three or four of these napkins. And so Sadie's taking a look. Uh, She's a little suspicious, but she doesn't say anything to him. They don't address it at all this episode. So that means it'll probably come around in the next episodes. And that is the B story. (laughs) Like I said, not particularly interesting, not super funny or fun to watch, just some filler from the A story, which speaking of an A story, (laughs) let's get into that because that's where I have some things to say. I have some feelings. So the A story, the first scene is Jude and Kat there in their neighborhood walking by an old Mustang. Jude makes a mention of how her dad loves Mustangs, but he's also not talking to her because in the last episode, she signed over her trust fund to her mom, which effectively let her mom like win the divorce settlement, so to speak. So he's not happy with her because of that. Uh, so June Cat walk into Jude's house and they walk in on Jude's mom making out with her divorce lawyer on the couch, to which everybody's mortified. Cat says like, oh, these types of things, they like come in threes. So foreshadowing for the rest of the episode. The underlying event of this episode is that I guess Jude is starting to become like popular again, or maybe popular in the first place. So she has a song that's going to be featured in a horror movie. And so like some of the little conflicts are like, she only gets a certain number of free tickets to this movie. So she's deciding like who she should give them to. Eventually through some like convoluted, like switching back and forth of these tickets, Mason, who I don't think I've ever actually talked about Mason, (laughs) probably because he's not super relevant to the show. There's nothing about him that stands out. Like he's kind of a placeholder character, in my opinion. But Mason was the one who won the second season of Instant Star. He's like a country-ish singer. Anyway, it couldn't really matter less, but that's who Mason is. So Jude asked Mason to take Kat to the movie, and then Jude goes with her father to the movie. We have a kind of cute, semi-nostalgic scene where Jude, Jamie, and Kat are all in the rehearsal space. So Jamie's there to, like interview June about how she feels about her song being used in this horror movie. They all kind of go back and forth with like, remember when this happened? No, no, no. Remember when that happened? And they're all kind of laughing and like generally having a good time. The friendship between each of these three people has been like strained in its own uh, unique way. So it was nice to have this moment of them like actually being friends again, like they were in the first season. But then Patsy comes into the rehearsal space, and at this point, nobody knows that Jamie and Patsy are a thing. So both Jude and Kat are very confused by her showing up, and Jamie does the kind of, oh, uh, uh, don't you have to go to that thing? (laughs) Uh, diversion tactic with Patsy, so that it's not obvious that there's something going on there, but both Kat and Jude kind of see through it, and they're like, what's happening there? The next notable scene is, so this is like the next day. Jude and Kat are walking into the rehearsal space again. Like I said, this was the next day. They walk in on Jamie and Patsy like making out, like he's like straddling her. And so they walk out mortified. And this is the 
second instance of the this thing comes in threes. At this point, we're just waiting to see what the third thing is. After this happens, we get a scene where Jude and Kat, they've like blown up. (laughs) They've like blown up latex gloves and are like filling his car with them. And as they're doing it, they're like going back and forth with reasons why they're upset with him. So Kat says, while she's like filling these latex gloves in his car, she says, this is for breaking up with Jude and like being so mean to her. And Jude says, while she's filling his car up with balloons and marking it up with paint, Jude says, this is for, this is for breaking up with Kat and for getting over me so easily or something like that. And then Kat does another one of these, this is for da da da. But then Jude says, and this is for telling me that you loved me. And Kat didn't know this at this point. And so Kat like kind of stops and looks at Jude and Jude says, oh, I didn't believe him for a second. And there's a very quick, but like very well-placed pause that Kat does. And she's like very quickly like processing this information and like what that means. Right before like Jamie's mom or his grandma like comes outside to uh, like see what's happening with all of the noise that they're making. So this was the part in the episode where the layers, <laughs> the layers are coming into play. So the backstory behind all this, how we got here. So Kat liked Jamie a lot. She was very, very into him. And eventually through like almost some coercion on her side, <laughs> um, she finally like wore Jamie down and they started dating. They were a couple for like three episodes, I think. But she knew and had made several references to this that Jamie liked Jude first. Jamie had feelings for Jude. There was even a scene, I think it was like the second or third episode, where Jamie says like, Jude is my sky. She's my sun and my stars. But again, Kat still liked Jamie a lot and she wanted to be with him. Um, Eventually they broke up because of exactly the reason that he did have feelings for Jude. So there has always been that rift in Jude and Kat's friendship since the end of last season when they broke up. And then Jude goes ahead and dates Jamie for all of an episode and a half. (laughs) So, so far in this episode, we have not dealt with how Kat feels about Jamie and Jude having been in a relationship. Although, for reasons that I just stated, it's not something that she didn't see coming but she hasn't really expressed any sort of like discomfort with them having a relationship. So after we have the scene where they're like defacing Jamie's car, um, there's another Jude and Kat scene where she's, she being Jude, is presenting Kat with like her plan of like, hey, go with Mason to the movie. He has an extra ticket or whatever. This is where Kat says like, I'm not, I'm not over Jamie. And Jude says, like, yeah, seeing him and Patsy together was weird. She's like, no, 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 not that. I'm talking about you. You went out with him after I did. All this time, you said that you didn't have feelings for Jamie, which was true. In the very first episode, she tells Jamie she doesn't have feelings for him. And so Kat says, you did this to show me up. And Jude's like, no, that wasn't it. Which I don't totally believe. (laughs) 
for more of my thoughts on that sentiment, go watch episode 110. (laughs) Actually, the specific words that Jude uses are, well, she does say, like, I didn't go out with him just to show you up. Then she asks Kat, like, why are you so mad? When are you going to stop being so mad? And Kat says, like, I'll stop when you stop being so selfish. I guess to be fair to Jude, I personally don't think that her only reason for going out with Jamie was because that Kat did. I think, despite my disbelief in Jude and Jamie's relationship, I do think that eventually there were some romantic feelings there. I think there were more platonic feelings than romantic ones, which is why their relationship didn't work out because she never truly, truly saw him that way, but more so she saw him as a friend. Anyway, all that to say, I don't think she only went out with him to show Kat up. I think that's like some of Kat's insecurities coming into play a little bit, but I also don't think that Kat's wrong about saying Jude is selfish. So the next pivotal scene is we're at the movie theater, Jude's there with her dad, Mason's there with Kat, Kat is like making mean faces across the way to Jude, so they're not talking, they're not good at this point. We fast forward to the end of the movie. Her dad, Jude's dad, goes up to Kat and says like, hey, I know you guys aren't in a good place right now, but she really cares about you, blah, blah, blah. Um, And then Kat grabs Jude's dad's face and kisses him. And Jude like gets a glimpse of this, is mostly just confused and concerned (laughs) because this very much like came out of nowhere. I think it was just something that Kat did to be shocking and to be, um, what's the word? I don't know. Because in the end, it didn't really have any effect. Like, what was Jude supposed to think about you kissing her dad? <laughs> like, why would she care? It's not like she actually thinks you have feelings for her dad. But this was like Kat just kind of acting out. Perhaps just to get Jude's attention? I don't know. It was a weird um, <laughs> plot point. I feel like if they, they being the writers, really wanted you to like have a big reaction to this, there's probably someone else that Kat could have kissed to make that happen. But I digress. And so the final scene of the episode is outside of Jude's house. Jude and her dad are there. And then Kat comes up a little bit later. No one ever discusses the kiss really. Besides her dad saying like, hey, she kissed me. And Jude's like, I know, I know don't worry about it. (laughs) I know what this was. I know it's not you trying to hit on my teenage friend. (laughs) So Jude approaches Kat and Kat goes on this monologue about her jealousy when it comes to Jude and how that's affected their friendship to the point of no return. So Kat says, I get a boyfriend and he's in love with you. I have a car. You get the coolest old car ever. She's referring to the Mustang. I make a dress and you get free designer dresses. Like, I can't compete with you. And Jude quickly interjects, like, I'm not competing. To which Kat says, well, I am. And maybe I'll feel differently in the future, but I can't be friends with you if I never want to see you happy. (laughs) And so the very last shot is like this very cinematic. It's like a forward looking. So it's Kat walking away, but the camera like pans up like into the sky where it's like a fully aerial shot. (laughs) I think the dramatics are supposed to 
the dramatics are supposed to lead you to believe that like this is Kat's last episode, don't expect to see her again. Which I can confirm, this was her last appearance. So this was the part of the episode that I found the most interesting. And I think it's because friend jealousy is very much a real thing that happens with people. And not just friendships where one friend is a recording artist and the other is just a, you know, typical high school student. I think it takes a lot of self-awareness to realize when you're in a friendship and you are so jealous of someone, or maybe just so angry or so resentful, that you shouldn't be friends with them because it's just eating you alive inside. (laughs) I think it's a very, it's a very like grown up, grown up in air quotes, thing to recognize when you know that you should like disengage with someone. Because it's very easy to just stick around them and be their friend and act like you're there for them when you're truly not. So I appreciate the show putting more of that spin on it of like the friend jealousy angle versus just like we're not friends because we're fighting over a boy (laughs) which is like one facet of their conflict but i think the overall jealousy is more like the the actual disease and the the boyfriend piece is like a symptom if that makes sense so while i did like the show for that portrayal of their friendship it was also frustrating in general just because I don't feel like their friendship was very well fleshed out. Like It was more them them being the show writers telling us how great of friends they were versus like showing it. Like I didn't get great friendship vibes from them, if that makes sense. Like I, I didn't believe it. It wasn't sold very well. And so I think maybe this plot of them like breaking up in their friendship would have been more impactful if there were even just more scenes of their friendship. I feel like it was something we touched on when the plot called for it, but like episode in, episode out, we didn't see them really being friends. (laughs) It's like this show being so focused on like love triangles and then the music industry is in the background. We didn't really get that full friendship, whereas we might in like a more traditional teenage type show, if that makes sense. Like, I think the show writers want me to believe that this is, like, Emma and Manny from Degrassi. (laughs) If their friendship was to be forever terminated because of jealousy. But the Jude and Kat friendship, as I perceive it, is more like Liberty from Degrassi and her uh, friendship with Emma and Manny. How they were, yes, friends for a long time. But as far as, like, the depth of their friendship and what they've been through... It's more like an acquaintance. (laughs) It's just really more like an acquaintance. So that's why I'm conflicted about this episode, frankly. But as far as covering the plot synopses, that was everything. So now on to the song and episode ratings. So this episode's song was Fade to Black, which if I could name one song as like the sleeper hit (laughs) for season two, it would be this song. Like, I like it a lot. I think it's musically very interesting and melodically is pretty interesting. I was thinking to myself earlier, like, what are the big known songs from season two? And I think all of the ones that, like, people would recall are songs that we haven't actually gotten to yet. So I won't mention them. But this song, I feel like flew under the radar. But I like it a lot. For me, it's an 8 out of 10. 
for the episode rating, <sighs> this is a tricky one. Like I said, on my my special scale, <laughs> if I would rewatch an episode and enjoy it, I have to give it at least five out of ten. That's <laughs> that's what we've established. So would I rewatch this? I don't know. Maybe it certainly wouldn't be because of the B plot. <laughs> that's for sure. So was the A plot interesting enough for me to go back to this? And I think in the context of the entire series, that this was a necessary episode, even though it was kind of filler heavy. Honestly, they could have just like did the thing where they wrote off Kat's character by just saying like, oh, she moved away (laughs) and not addressed it. And, you know, they didn't have to assign a plot line to it. This episode does have like a kind of cool, like almost like a music video in the middle of the episode. Um, which was a cool choice by the director and the showrunners. Um, I'm stalling. Would I rewatch this episode and enjoy it? I don't think that I would. (laughs) I appreciate what it did for the series as a whole, but I could definitely go without watching this again. But because I'm so conflicted, (laughs) uh, I will give this episode a four and a half out of ten. So with a song rating of 8 out of 10, and episode rating of 4.5 out of 10, episode 205, Viciousness, gets an average of... This is me breaking out my calculator. (laughs) 8 and 4.5 over (laughs) 2. 205 gets an average of 6 and a quarter. What object are we doing this time? This episode gets 6 and a quarter latex gloves out of 10. (laughs) All right, everyone, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. As usual, if you would like to get in touch with me, my contact information is in the episode description. Otherwise, I will see you all on the next one.